Showing up this way in the world or in your business, it's a harder way. You have vibes. So I would suggest that you intentionally decide what those vibes are rather than letting your audience decide for themselves. Good morning, evening, afternoon. Today, I'm talking to one of the most incredible, iconic, and all-around amazing people, Erica Ryman. I don't even know how to summarize her work, but she is the leader disruptors, an advocate for fellow CEOs to step into their surest potential and build themselves category one. We're going to dive into the power of words, vibes, what it means to be iconic, and the other side of the Zero Fucks Club. If you love today's app, I'd like to ask you a favor and share it with a fellow founder. Share it with a fellow CEO and yeah, let's freaking dive into it. Where did the icon journey begin? Why did you challenge people to find that iconic energy? Yeah. Well, I it's hard to pin down exactly when it began because I have been on social media forever, but I have always really tried to come up with words and phrases that I can use to both help me educate and get my stuff out there as well as you know, help other people in my community connect with different ideas. And I just hit on this word icon. And I realized it's one of those words that honestly, particularly for women, most people are are uncomfortable with, especially when you think about associating that word with yourself. Because people think that I'm saying like, if I use the word icon, I'm saying, well, I'm just like Oprah, or I'm just like, Dolly Parton, you know, I'm just like Beyonce, these people that are established icons out in the world. And for me, that's not what it's about. It's really just this idea of when we think about icons that we really admire in our own lives, there is a level of excellence that they show up with every single day with everything that they do that I just think is so freaking inspiring and inspirational. And I hear a lot of people talk about main character energy, which is cool. That's great. But I wanted to take it even a step above that because main character for me, it feels a little bit like I'm in somebody else's play. Somebody else wrote the play. I don't know. Sure, you could write your own play, but... I really wanted to think about if I was operating in my business and in my world in a way that was the top of the line, most excellent, most incredible, showing up as an example of what was possible for all of the people in my community and all of the people that I work with. And quite frankly, even for myself, what does that look like? What is that word? And I just decided to go all the hell in on icon. It's huge to see you do that myself, especially being a breeder, a you know, fictionalist. The whole main character energy thing's great, but it it's that. You know, it's being the main character of a well, someone else's production and why not be yourself? And I didn't even think of the connotations with relating yourself to Oprah Dolly Parton, although yeah. the moment I found it was like, holy shit, I can do it. You can <laughs> It was literally, though, it was a way you can do it differently. Yeah. And it was scary enough that I'll admit that I actually first off unfollowed you for a good six months because I was mad. You scared me. (laughs) (laughs) 
gosh. It was like, yeah, okay, I can. I can. So thank you. Of course. That makes me so happy. And, you know, one of my, like, to a fault character traits is I always keep it real. And the truth of the matter is oftentimes I'll have this conversation with people in my DMs on Instagram or even clients showing up this way in the world or in your business. It's a harder way to do things. It's not the easiest route. And so if you're somebody who's just looking for things to be easy breezy, don't do this. Don't stand out from the crowd. Do it like everybody else is. Like that is fine too. Most people make that decision and don't choose to take it this extra step and really connect with this energy and even sometimes figure out who they look like through this lens. And that is all a piece of it. I am someone who just can't operate any other way in the world. And so I happen to usually attract other people like that. And, you know, I remember too, as a kid, like growing up, I was always the one I'd be put in a group in school with three other kids and we'd need to do some group project. And I was always the one with the weird idea. I was always the one who had a different way of going about all of this. And all the other kids, I would share my idea and all the other kids would be looking at me like with a scowl on their face. And eventually I just decided, you know what? I don't want to be the different one. Like this doesn't feel good. I feel like people are judging me and making fun of me. And, you know, I I just spent a good portion of my life like wanting to put that part of me like up on a shelf because I just couldn't handle it. But now that I'm older and now that I've had a lot more experience and even in business, more experience as an entrepreneur, I've just realized for me, it's the most fun. It's the way I like to show up in the world. When I'm really doing it, I'm making the most money. I'm connecting with my like dreamiest clients. And so I don't want to operate any other way. But it's a choice. Yeah. And you can see that. You can see it within yourself. Even as you speak about it, it's like you're already high energy, but then it comes out and it's like, can we talk about how you, what you are currently drinking and how you're currently drinking it? Because this just. Yes. So this is just an iced coffee in a wine glass, but pretty little wine glass. You can't even see I have like gorgeous little round ice cubes. I have my gold metal straw. And I just like to think of different ways that I can elevate everyday things that I do in my life. I work from home. I don't work in an office. Um, I still dress up for work every single day, even if I don't have a meeting or I'm not you know, seeing any clients, I'm not meeting any friends um, for lunch. I like to dress up every single day because for me, it's again, connecting with this energy. Another phrase I like to use often is CEO millionaire you. And it's this concept again, that, you know, even though I've been doing this for a while, even though I've done all the mindset work, I have my days too, where I just feel like, is anybody out there? Does anybody care? Is anyone going to buy this thing? And so this concept of just showing up at this like highest level CEO millionaire badass version of me really helps me embody that energy in my work 
in my meetings, like even just thinking it through with like an everyday client meeting, how would the CEO millionaire version of me show up? How would the CEO millionaire version of me show up to this interview with you? You sent me questions ahead of time. I could have just, you know, quickly looked them over and not thought about it or spent any time and maybe I would be okay. But the CEO millionaire version of me sits down and thinks about the answers to things and shows up in an outfit that makes her feel really good and has her beautiful glass of coffee there. And these aren't expensive things to do. I just went to my closet. This is like a wine glass from Zara Home or Amazon. I don't even remember. I made my Nespresso coffee and you know, here I am, but it has a different energy to it and a different feeling. And I find that the more I embody that, the more I'm able to bring it into my work, bring it into, you know, my clients' lives, hopefully your listeners' lives. And I just want us all to be badass CEO millionaires together. And you talked about the use of that word, that term. You have yeah. a real cool way with words. You have a oh. really damn good way with words. And the way <laughs> you not only use words, but you embody these to the core. It isn't words to describe my brand message. It is these are philosophies that you yeah. live and you breathe. Yeah. Talk to me I, about that. Talk to me about that philosophy and using those words and embodying those words and how they have elevated not only your brand, but your people's brands as well. Yeah, thank you. Well, I really do. I have always been my writer. Uh, I have always been a writer my whole life. Um, I remember, I think it was in third grade, my teacher reached out to my mom and asked her to come to school for a meeting. And it wasn't during any type of like parent teacher thing. And I was convinced that I was in so much trouble and I was scared and petrified. And my mom came into school and the teacher said that in all of her years of teaching, she has never come across another student that was such an incredible writer at this age. And she was telling my mom because she wanted to make sure that that was something that she was really encouraging as I grew up and, you know, was learning more and getting better and better. And now, I mean, at the time, I didn't like totally get it. My mom was pretty excited and surprised because, by the way, my parents were hippies. My mom got thrown out of school. Like, it was a whole thing. She never would have imagined <laughs> that she would have had a kid that was like doing well in school. But it is something that's always, you know, we all have things that we feel more confident about and less confident about. And most things in my life I feel less confident about, but I always have felt really good with writing and words and, and making those connections. And I think even for people that don't have that or don't necessarily feel like they're great at writing, it is really so important to think about the words that you use, both the words that you use for yourself and if you have a business in social media and for your community. I often will have clients when they come to me and say, like, I don't know. I'm just not connecting with the right people. I have people in my community and I'm connecting with people, but they're not the right people. And almost always it is because of these words that you're using every day that you think are not that big of a deal, but really are. I mean, one example would be like if you are really looking, if you are selling a program that is a higher ticket program that costs more money. And you're constantly in your social media talking about value 
And, you know, like, Mm -hmm. even though you're spending all of this money, you're getting this stuff and you're really just focusing on that, like, things are on sale. It's a great value. You're going to be attracting people who are looking for that rather than people who are, you know, just ready to go. They don't really care how much it is because they want you to help solve their problem. And so words for me have always been a big part of my business and how I connect. And again, I just think, you know, you just shared it with me. This term that I came up with that I now use in everyday conversation, if you are following me on social media, you've likely heard me say it before. And if you connect with it, that can become your phrase. And that is what I want. I really want people to take the things that I'm sharing and talking about that are really working for me, make it your own, and use it in your own business and in your own life to do some of the same things that I'm doing. And if I can help make that easier for people or give them a tool that will really kind of like get them to that end result before they would have on their own, like that's just the best thing ever for me. If anything, but you want permission. In a way, it's permission when we see you show up to do it. And yes, I know we talk about you don't need permission and blah, 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 blah. But in a way, we do because we're so used to being in that state of judgment, in that state of I can't and I shouldn't, that you do have to see someone step into that brand energy to be able to do it yeah yeah those phrases are good those phrases always get me and it's like I think funnily enough it was only recently someone started recalling recalling the iconic queen and I was like oh my gosh (laughs) you know thank you but also I was almost like but I can't take your term but now I'm like okay now I have permission to almost use that in my own way yeah Again, we can all we can all be iconic queens. We can all be, you know, and that's absolutely, absolutely for sure. Going back to that vibe factor, the intentionality. You've said it a few times, and a quote here: Are you intentionally creating these vibes, or are you letting me, as someone in your community, decide for myself what they are? Yeah, yeah. How does one find that philosophy? How does one even begin to understand? What being iconic, what stepping away from that basic bitch mentality really is for them or even what something else is for them? Well, it's different for everyone, which makes it a lot harder. I wish that was not the case because if there was a formula, I would tell you what it is. I would sell you my program and we just would be done. Um, But it really is one of those things that is different for all of us. And it's never just one thing. It's made up of so many different pieces. I mean, it's almost like saying, like, what is your style? Like, sure, I could tell you, like, little bits and pieces of it. I could maybe give you three or four words. But even if I gave you three or four words, if we have the same words, we're still going to put on different outfits every day and look differently. And that, I think, is the amazing piece. Like, it's so cool. It's this reminder that there really is a place for each of us. But I am someone that really spends a lot of intentional time developing the vibes of my business. And I use that word specifically because this for me goes way beyond brand guidelines. 
You know, all all of us who are in business are comfortable with the idea that we need brand guidelines and we need customer personas and things like that, which we could get into a whole other conversation about. Oh, yeah. But but that's acceptable. You need a color palette. You need logo. Like we all know that. I am talking about the one or two layers above that, which again, most people are not paying any attention to. And that quote that you shared was my attempt to say that whether you are working on creating the vibes of your business or not, you have vibes. So I would suggest that you intentionally decide what those vibes are rather than letting your audience decide for themselves. Because that's really what's happening when you're not putting this intention, attention to this idea of how am I showing up? What do people think about me? And so again, there's a lot of different pieces. I mean, I think sometimes I did a post um, not too long ago, which I think is such a fun way for people to get started with this idea and really play around with it and understand that this goes far beyond you know, your color palette. Um, I did a post that had a bunch of different pictures and it was phrases like, if my business was a space, it would look like this. If my business was a lipstick color, it would look like this. If my business was a band, it would look like this. If my business was a fancy drink, it would look like this. And so I think that's kind of a fun way to even just like dip your toe into this realm of what are my vibes? What do I want them to be? Spend a little time on Pinterest. Copy my exact post if you want. In this post, I also give you a lot of other ideas for things that you can play with. And that will get you on this road of kind of figuring out what the vibes of your business are. Now, for me, this is very tied into personal brand. My business is my brand. I am my business. Like we are all one. So <laughs> I, I am not a big corporation. So I have the freedom to, you know, really mesh these things together. But vibes include anything from like songs that you choose. You know, if you're doing a reel and you pick a specific song, like sure, they're trending audios. But, you know, what does that look like? What the graphics? Yes, you have a style, you have a color palette, you have all of that. But what elements are you bringing in that would give me an indication of like what your vibe is? Like for a while, I did a lot with collage. I've always loved collage. And that kind of had like a little bit of a, I don't know, an edgier vibe to it, it felt like. Um I am not wearing them right now, but one of my, I even think about your own, I call them style cues. So things about you that as someone in your community, I can like learn to expect. Like I wear really big glasses and I have glasses chains that I wear all the time. I don't talk about it. I mean, I will because I'm developing a product line around the glasses chains, but it's not a part of my business. It's not something that I ever even bring up. But if you follow me for a while, you see it, you expect it, and it becomes something that you associate with me, which is cool because I'm not doing it like for a marketing move. Like this really is who I am. And so that I think is a great bridge to this idea too. Are there certain things about you that 
are just true and are a fun part of who you are in your life? Are you, I don't know, obsessed with matching workout sets and you just love matching workout sets and you're always wearing them and that is how you dress for work and it's just like a piece of who you are. And so as someone in your community, I can kind of see that in the background. And yes, maybe sometimes you'll talk about it and say, oh my God, I just got this skims dupe, you know, matching work. I don't work out clearly. So if I sound like I'm not talking about stuff that I understand, that's why. But you can bring in these things about yourself that oftentimes people people will say, who cares? Who's going to care about that? I'm boring. I don't have any of these things. Trust me. Yes, you do. And Mm -hmm. trust me, your community cares about these things and wants to hear about them. Oh, yeah. My one of my best performing LinkedIn posts was actually talking about a pair of well, the lipstick that I got the other day. Literally talking about bright red Chanel lipstick. Everyone loved it. And I was like, right, okay. Things like scents. I love using scents. Me too. What scent embodies your brand? Um, okay, so scent is the number one thing that I am obsessed with. It's the thing that I allow myself, like some people love purses, some people love shoes. I allow myself to buy a $150 US, you know, candle, because those are the things that are so important to me. And so I have like different layers of scents. Like I have my own, I, I like, I usually like to wear a combination of things. So I'm a little basic, I will say. Lalabo Santal 33 has been one of my favorites for years. So that's one of the ones that I wear. Um, recently, I've loved Tom Ford's Lost Cherry. I've heard of that one. I have heard of that one. I've like gourmand sense, but I happen to really love that one. But I even love, like, this is potpourri. Um, the brand is Mad Alen. If you're not, if you're listening to us, um, it's M-A-D-E-T-L-E-N. And they have these like gorgeous like resin rocks that are actually a potpourri. Like I think of potpourri and I think of like, you know, something sitting on your grandma's toilet that was like some like little gross concoction. And those are incredible. And you put like oil on it and it has that particular smell. So in every room of my house, I have different candles, different smells. When I take trips, I love to get a candle. We went to Paris this March and I got candles at the Hotel Costas in Paris, which has, you know, all of their own scents. So that for me is something that I am always bringing in. And again, I think when we think about this idea of the vibes of your business, I used to be an interior designer. So my environment is very important to me and my work really, because quite frankly, I can't be in a space where I don't feel inspired. And if I'm in a space where I feel inspired and shit smells good, like I just know I'm going to be making more money that day. (laughs) I freaking love it. Talk to me about the Zero Fucks Club. Talk to me about my favorite place, but also my least favorite place on the planet. It is one of those things where you go, right, today I am ready to be part of the Zero Fox Club. And by about 4 p.m., you're done with the club. Yeah. (laughs) Take it back six months. I was like, right, I'm part of the Zero Fox Club. I'll give none. They're all gone. Don't have any left. 
but really I did. I had too many fucks. So many, in fact, that my only way of dealing with that was saying that I had zero. How have you really been able to embody that? Like, truly embody that? Yeah. Well, I always say this is the hardest club you will ever get into in your entire life. Like, forget about country club, Soho House. I don't care. This is the hardest club to get into. And it takes a lot of practice and a lot of experience. It's not just a decision you make one day and boom, you're in. It really does take a lot of intentional effort. Um, I think a piece of this, quite frankly, is my age and my experience. And, you know, being on social media because of my age, I have like, I have one foot in like the world before the internet and then one foot in the internet and social media. And so when I grew up, social media was not a thing, but I was someone who very early kind of adopted to it and have always used it in my own life, and in my own business. And I think that particularly with social media, this is just usually the way that people can understand it most easily. You know, we all know if you have a business, you pretty much need to be on social media. Like that's what makes the most sense. But most people are terrified of this idea of social media and like really showing up as their true selves or saying the wrong thing or hurting someone's feelings or offending someone or doing something that's going to get them canceled. And quite frankly, some of those feelings are valid. It is easier to get yourself canceled today. It is easier to say the wrong thing. I found out, like talking about the Zero Fucks Club, I found out about six months ago that there was a subreddit. So, you know, Reddit is this big online forum that was filled with people entirely and specifically talking about me and saying mean things about my looks, about my business, about the way I show up on social media, like literally hundreds of people taking me down. And it was one of those things that like, if you think about if you're someone who's not in the zero fucks club and you, oh, there was the light. So sorry about that. Um, If you're not in the zero fucks club and you think about what is my worst case scenario, there it is. Like it happened to me. But I have just realized with all my experience in all of my years as an entrepreneur, that as much as we think as human beings that we can control other people's thoughts and reactions and feelings toward us, it just doesn't work. Like if you've ever been in a relationship, if you think about your relationships with your friends and your family members, I'm sure we all have examples of times that we have, you know, accidentally hurt someone's feelings. We said something. It did not even occur to us that somebody would react in the way that they did. And then they reacted in that way. And so I have just learned again and again that it is impossible to control the way people think about you. It's just beyond my control. And when you fully get that and you realize, well, if I can't control what people think and say about me, I may as well show up and just say whatever I want and be the best version of me. Now, I'm not saying go be an asshole, like go make people feel bad. 
you know, that is not what I'm saying. I am saying that I show up every single day as the best version of me. I don't always do it, but I always show up and try to be the highest version of myself, giving the most value, having the most empathy, doing everything I can do to do that. And if you're doing that, that's it. There's nothing else that you can do. And when you really, really get that and you give yourself the permission and the freedom to just show up and say the things that you want to say. Now, I often have some controversial opinions and polarizing thoughts about things. That's okay too. I know what comes along with that. But I am certainly not going to sit at home and let angry mom 22, a complete stranger on the internet who I don't know, I don't respect, and I probably wouldn't like if I met her, dictate what I do and don't do because I'm worried about what her response is going to be. Or Cheryl in accounting from a job that I had 15 years ago who happens to still follow me on social media. Like when you take a step back sometimes and you think about how you are letting sometimes complete and total strangers dictate what you do, what you say, how you run your business. It's kind of crazy. And yet we all do it. Even the other day, I was like, oh my gosh, is this person judging me? Like, you know, your brain's on fire doing all the usual rounds. Next thing you know, I find out the next day they actually love how I'm showing up. They're incredibly proud of what I've built so far. And I'm sitting here going, what the? But we can never truly understand what people think. Right. The only one you can control is you. That's it. Do you always have a question that you ask yourself when you show up or when you do something? Yeah. I mean, honestly, now look, there. I mentioned this before. This is the sort of thing that requires practice. The only way through this is to get through it. And so I am at a point in my life where sharing a polarizing opinion or idea is not that big of a deal. But I always am asking myself, and this can apply to a lot of different things. Sometimes I share polarizing like business opinions. Sometimes I share vulnerable things about my own life that still might be polarizing for people. I often talk about my struggle with depression, for example. And I am very much someone who is not, I take an antidepressant and I'm not trying to get off of it which is something that I see a lot that people talk about. Like they're always just trying to get off this medication. For me, like my brain doesn't function properly. I don't hear people with epilepsy talking about how they're trying to like power through and get off their medication. But like, this is an idea that for a lot of people just doesn't connect. Like they don't, they're trying to get off this medication. That's what they want to do. That's what their goal is. And so sometimes it can even be something like that. But I'm always saying to myself, is me sharing this thought or opinion or different way of doing something or different take, is it possible that it is going to help one person? Is it possible that me sharing this is going to significantly help or change the direction or stop someone from doing something? Is it possible that it's going to do that for one person? And if the answer is yes, for me, it feels good to move forward. I love how it's one person. 
because I think we also get so caught up on the idea of like it's always for the masses. It wasn't until we actually ran a mastermind the other day and one person was in the room and that was incredibly powerful. That transformation in that hour, it was like, oh shit, that's one person. Right. It's never just one person. That one person has a friend. That one person has a family. That one person has a business. That one person has a social media following. So for me, that just like takes it down to like this place of reminding me that yes, sometimes sharing these things requires courage. That's okay. I can do hard things. So can you. Mm -hmm. So can everyone Mm -hmm. listen. And if you just think about this idea that one person is going to benefit from this. And again, it's across the board. Sometimes I share an idea that, you know, will maybe help someone take a different direction in their business or invest in a certain way or try selling in a way that they haven't before. And even if they try a different way of selling and they don't make a million dollars, just that act has opened up something in their brain that now has taken them in this entirely different direction that may change the course of their entire lives. I don't know. But if I can think about that possibility, for me, that's all I need in order to move forward. Yeah. And it's like, when I stole your idea of putting out the vision, the response, the sheer response was insane. It was like, holy shit. How can this one small action have done not only that for myself, but it then goes on to inspire your people? And that's one of the biggest things where I think even I've started to notice as a brand builder, it's my duty to step into this energy myself so I can do my own people's brands justice. If I do anything less than this, I'm doing everyone that I work with an absolute disservice. And I can't do that. It's easy to really neglect yourself to build with other people. But this whole vicious cycle, I'm going to say it again, what you are doing for so many people is insane. There's a fun rapid fire style tradition we have going on around these parts. Okay. Ready for three questions. First of all, what's your favorite book? Favorite book. I recently, I don't, it's funny. I don't have like book number one, book number two, book number three. My favorite books are usually books that I've read recently. Um, And recently it was a book called Unreasonable Hospitality by Willa Gadara, who is a dude who ran a very popular restaurant in New York City. And one would think like, I'm not a restaurateur, like, why would I care about this book? But really, the entire book was about creating exceptional experiences for everyone in your life. And so whether you don't need to own a restaurant, you don't need to own a hotel, you don't need to be in the hospitality field at all. But this book absolutely blew my brain open about how we can all be thinking about all of the touch points that we have with specifically if you're a business owner, customers, but even all the other people in your life. And he spoke about it and 
shared in a way that I just had never thought about this idea before. So I love books like that, that like, again, doesn't seem like it would have, you know, have anything to do with me. Why am I reading it? Does it make sense? And yet I have such a big takeaway from it. So I have been recommending it to everyone. And I just think if you own a business, you need to read this book. I love it. I love it. And I think it's really easy. Actually, I was was talking to someone about this today. And it's like, we we aren't business owners. We are experience providers. Yes. We don't just sell a product or a service. We sell an experience. If you were only able to take one thing with you to an island, what would you be taking with you? I mean, this might be dumb because maybe there's no electricity, but my TV. I'm TV obsessed. (laughs) I mean, maybe an iPad. If there was electricity, that would affect my answer here. But I am TV obsessed. I'm not into movies. I occasionally will like go to a theater and watch a movie, but I am not a movie girl. I am full on TV obsessed. And so that is for sure what I would bring with me because I'd just be sitting there like with my coconut all day watching, binging like a Netflix show. How are you finding the Gilmore Girls too? I'm enjoying it. It's one of those, like, I'm so TV obsessed that, like, we could talk about this for an hour. I have what I call background shows, which are TV shows that I could have on during the day while I'm working, while I'm cooking, while I'm cleaning. You don't need to pay attention to every word. I could order a food delivery, go down and get it, come back. And even if I didn't pause the show, like, I'm going to be fine. And so for me, the Gilmore Girls, which I shared recently, I had never watched. Like, I don't know why. It just never happened. And I am not a FOMO person about being invited to events or going out with friends. I'm very much a FOMO person when it relates to, like, cultural touch points, you know, things that everyone can talk about. And for some reason I can't. And so that's what the Gilmore Girls is for me. I wanted to like watch it and understand what everyone's obsession was. So it's a great, in my opinion, like background show. Um, I'm not, it's not the sort of show that I'm like, I have to see the next episode. Oh my God. You know, and I do love those shows too. So it's just very much like a comfort watch, a background show. It has a lot of like fall vibes to it. So I live in Mexico city. We don't really have fall here. It's sunny and beautiful every day. So it kind of feels fun in that way. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch. I like it. It's cute. It's the classic background show, in my opinion. How do you have your coffee? <laughs> for any discuss but how do you have your coffee? Okay, so lately, I have been obsessed with maple tahini lattes. And I'm happy to send you the recipe if you want, but it's basically, you know, it's coffee, espresso, whatever you like with a little bit of tahini, some maple syrup, little bit of vanilla and cinnamon, and then like milk of your choice. And so it just feels very fall, even though I started drinking them in the summer, I've been so obsessed with them, but I will make a batch, you know, of, of, I put it in mason jars. So I'll just make a batch every few days, have it in the fridge. Then I can go back to it during the day. Cause I'm one of those weird people. I can have an espresso at 11 PM and 
no problem. I can still go to sleep. So I drink coffee all day. I love it. Well, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for joining me. And I hope you have an absolutely epic one. (laughs) I love chatting with you. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm.